Welcome back to Dime Comic Bros Podcast. Uh, tonight, I'm your host, Jacob, uh, joined with Spencer and a very special guest. Uh, returning is Colin. Hello. Colin, welcome back. Thank you. So, what's it like having a girlfriend and a nerdy podcasting show at the same time? Um, difficult. I'm sure. What does she think of the show? Uh, I don't think she's, like, heard a single episode except for, like, when I was checking, uh, our shared hard drive. Mm. Alright, well, this isn't that kind of podcast. So I was just kidding about being tonight's host. Uh, Spencer is gonna lead off with <laughs> some news. What do we got? Yeah, because I'm the one who keeps my pulse on the Twitter, because I don't have a wife. Um. Got a cat 5 IV for that pulse. Oh, goodness. Alrighty, so... Nerd. Uh, we're going to start off with an article from comicbook.com. Quote, The changes at DC Comics continue this week as the Warner Media Company has made a new substantial addition to its team. DC announced on Tuesday that they had hired Daniel Cherry as the senior VP and general manager of DC Comics. In this position, Cherry will oversee business, affairs, editorial, talent services, marketing, sales, brand, and direct-to-consumer content for DC. He will also be tasked with heading up the business development strategy with Anne DePies, DePies? I don't know how to say that name, uh, the current Senior VP of Business Strategy, Finance, and Administration. Cherry comes from the world of video games and esports, having worked for Activision Blizzard as the Chief Marketing Officer of the company's esports division. As CMO, Cherry was in charge of global business. Prior to that, he worked for the New Jersey Devils NHL franchise. His tenure at DC will begin on September 8th, and he will be reporting to Warner Bros. Global Brands and Experience President Pam Lifford, end quote. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm mistaken, this is the, you guys all have phones, right? When asked why Diablo <laughs> was going mobile. Oh, I might I be wrong. That part. First thing I thought about, though. That's one of my favorite public <laughs> F-ups ever. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Was that last year or the year before that? Uh, at least two years. Dang, seriously? Yeah. Oof, I'm old. still pre-registered for Diablo Immortal just to see how bad it is. It is Diablo on, on mobile. On it's mobile. Gonna it's going to be so bad. Probably. <sighs> mobile games aren't ever good. I don't care no. what anyone says and all right. the advertisements. It's all shit. Like, what about my Raid Shadow Legends? Shut up. <laughs> okay, every, every Please give us a sponsorship. We need money. No, it, I will not be sponsored by Raid. I won't be because that's my biggest pet peeve is like YouTubers that like... Any YouTuber will say, yeah, yeah, I've been playing this game, like, my brother has too, like, we all know they don't play video right. games. It's, <laughs> it's alright, it's sh but also, like, these people don't even play video games, they don't even touch it. Like, Logan Paul, he played Fortnite and streamed for, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's wow, not gonna play. we're talking play. about Logan Paul less yeah, than five is, minutes in. This is getting cut. I don't wanna Dang. call out one of the most popular Twitchers. Oh, but, we'll we, get but we do. Yeah, but we do. We do? We could just take our shirts off on Twitch, that'll also get us banned. Yes. That sounds like fun, though. We should do that. Logan Paul, no. I would get a span. You might not. Oh. Um, he's not going to listen, <laughs> but but for the record, like, you do you, but I know that you're bullshit. All right, so yeah. whatever. Back to we know the, all the actual you. point. Uh, this is a business, dude. This yep. is weird. Um, it's kind of weird that he came from hockey and is going to comic books. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like the, the position, it sounds like they've given him, uh, seems to fit. And being more the logistical and financial aspect, but it's it's certainly interesting. Sure. So, it's a thing that we have no idea where it's going to go. I don't care. All right. 
So, The Mandalorian returns with season two on October 30th. Yay! Of what year? Now. <laughs> ah! I'm so excited. I'm fixing that for you. Chill out. So, Dude, why is there no trailer? Why haven't we gotten a trailer yet? Apparently, Ooh. via some unsubstantiated rumors, Disney isn't super happy with the end result, so they're re-editing it a bit. That's a rumor with no substantiation, but it's a possibility. That would suck. Yeah. Quite I like so. that the logo's blue now, and it has him it? in the... Yeah, so, you know, in the first season, it was, like, bronze Yeah, yeah. And he was the the hole in the A sort of yep, deal. Yep, And it, now it's him, and he has Baby Yoda next to him, and it's so cute. I love that. It's blue. Huh. There isn't much why. here, honestly, but uh, it, based on the timing, uh, this actually came just after this next point, which is a really big mouthful. Um, but I do like the blue, actually. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Let me check it out. Well, that's nice. I still, I still like the bronze a lot more, Same. but the, the blue, blue is the blue reminiscent is of old school Star yeah. Wars. Oh, I need to get that new Lego set that just recently came out. The oh. Mandalorian one. Ooh. I gotta wait a couple paychecks though. Yeah, I was gonna Oof. say that's gonna be a couple hundo at least. It's yeah. like a hundred something. Yeah, so it's actually not a bad price. It's just, you know, I, I don't want to be irresponsible with my money yeah, anymore. Budgeting, <clears throat> adulting, and really bad at that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, so. It, there was some speculation that that announcement might have also been damage control for a, this next thing. Um, so we have <clears throat> a large excerpt from an article from uh, GQ UK, which is uh, Gentleman's Quarterly, in case nobody actually knows that. Uh, during a long-form interview with John Boyega about his life and career, the actor opened up about a part of his experience with the Disney machine. Uh, and I'm going to just quote a big chunk of it. Um, it's so difficult to maneuver, he says, exhaling deeply, visibly, visibly calibrating the level of professional diplomacy to display. You get yourself involved in projects, and you're not necessarily going to like everything. But what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be m so much more important to the franchise than they are, and then have them pushed to the side. It's not good. I'll just say it straight up. He was talking about himself here, about the character of Finn, the former stormtrooper who wielded a lightsaber in the first film before being somewhat nudged to the periphery. Yep. But he is also talking about other people of color in the cast, Naomi Aki and Kelly Marie Tran and even, even Oster Isaac, who he calls a brother from Guatemala, uh, who he feels suffered the same treatment. He's acknowledging that some people will say he's crazy or making it up, but the reordered character hierarchy of The Last Jedi was particularly hard to take. Like, you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley, and you knew what to do with Adam Driver, he says. You knew what to do with these other people, but when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know f*** all. So what do you want me to say? What they want you to say is, I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience, nah, nah, nah. I'll take that deal when it's a great, ex great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam, all the nuance to Daisy. Let's be honest, Daisy knows this, Adam knows this, everybody knows I'm not exposing anything. Later in the interview, he defended J.J. Abrams, stating, Everybody needs to leave my boy alone. He wasn't even supposed to come back and try to save your sh**. <laughs> Although the interview does not focus on Star Wars by any means, he did make it clear that there were positives and negatives from his experience, and he did appreciate the stepping stone it gave him for his career and enjoyed the people he worked with. Uh, it was a long excerpt, but... Besides him being, like, a black character, it's, it's already just bad enough to do that to any type of character whether it be black white or um, an asian because it doesn't if you're going to hype up a character and make it look like they're the main character and they're going to be something that's big in the franchise and then you just like push them off to the side um as like shilly as they did i mean it's not really a new thing for um, Disney to, or not just, not Disney, um, but for Star Wars to do this to its characters. We got no. Darth Maul, badass character, killed ridiculous way. 
Um, it started with Boba Fett, badass character killed ridiculous way. Yeah, I mean we got we got those, and I I can I can probably oh most, I think I I love like I loved Kylo Ren killed in a dumbass way. I mean yeah, you're not wrong. It, it although it's obviously <coughs> taken on a very personal level, which is totally valid. It does definitely show um, on a more overall level that they really did not plan this thing out at all. Oh, of course not. We all know that. I mean, yeah, we know it. It's just becoming more and more apparent by the day where it's like, hey, you... I At least for me, I liked Finn and Poe more than basically all the rest of the new characters. That's just me. But it definitely felt like those two got the shaft the worst. Oh, of course. Finn had arguably the most amount of potential in his mm-hmm. character being set up. He's a renegade stormtroop. That's never been done. That's really new. And he, <coughs> by the end, was basically they just, just saying, right! All the time. So They had an opportunity to show in this whole series that not everything repeats itself. Because they, it. they just did it. Because, like, the Force doesn't isn't biological. It isn't anything. The Force just does shit at once. That's what they could have shown. And also, they could have shown with Stormtroopers that, like, not every Stormtrooper ends up being a bad person or wants to be a bad person. But Colin, but Colin, you're a Palpatine. I hate that. <laughs> That's so dumb. Should have been Ray. nobody. That would have been way better yeah. for, the sto- for the story. Like, at first, I, I thought I was arguing with you. Uh, I was Way like, back I mean, in twenty what was that twenty seventeen? No, I'm, I'm talking about like Palpatine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, no, Palpatine. That that would have been cool. And I, and all the times before, I was like, I hope that she's like connected to someone. And then you opened up my eyes to the fact that like the Force does shit it wants to do. And I'm like, you know what? You're actually right. That makes a lot more sense, and it's better for character development. It adds some difference uh, and nuance to characters. Does Jacob have any thoughts on this matter? Aside from. How many times have you watched The Last Jedi? I feel like that's relevant. Once. Dang. Yeah, you watched the movie. Was that IMAX in 3D? That yeah. Went to? So, yeah, I saw it in IMAX 3D when it came out, and that was it. But I mostly remember a large part of that movie expanding on Finn's character and his relationship with Poe. Like, yeah. it was a large portion of that movie. Oh, no, definitely. No. I think so, that part wasn't a problem. I honestly Jedi. think... I think we're talking about Rise think, of Skywalker. I, think, right. I honestly think so, Last Jedi was, like, the most planned out one. Oh, I don't think this is so much uh, favoritism of actors and people and whatever the freak you want to say. I think it was just planning for the trilogy. And You're not wrong. People in charge wanted to focus on the big action and the big twist in Rise of Skywalker and mm-hmm. like what twist? There's nothing. Well, whatever. I mean, yeah, but there's you a have twist, but I'm... his blood. Yeah. So <clears throat> Palpatine blood. I don't know. Yes. This seems overblown to me. I I actually loved not okay. I'm gonna turn it down. I liked the Last Jedi a lot more than I liked the others, but I loved its appearance. I loved its um its I guess aesthetic for like a be- lack of a better term yeah. i love this aesthetic like i love it, it if you had look some at the, really good the art like i have right. the art of mm-hmm. the last jedi right there yeah it's a lot of it is so really it's like so cool and it's amazing i like the fact that it's more on the i would it's not subtle but by comparison it's kind of subtle for star wars standards it's it's a little bit more implied at least Compared to seven and nine in terms of visuals, obviously comparing Ryan Johnson to J.J. Abrams in terms of visual storytelling, they're very different. But I think Ryan was just trying to like not reinvent, but like he was just like trying to add something new to Star Wars instead of it being like a repeat. Yeah, and then Disney's like, nah, they don't like it. We can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
how much money was he paid to be in that trilogy? I mean, yeah. It's not like he's suffering for being... Like, yeah, even no, if his character like, got the shaft in Rise of Skywalker, quit your bitching. <coughs> it's true. <laughs> like, you're, I mean, that's kind of like the industry that you are in, that you're in anyway. It's like you got into this industry, you should expect that this happens. You're in a yeah, freaking it sucks. Star Wars but movie. If ha- yeah, you're How in a Star Wars movie. How many of us are gonna movie. get that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, you, not just one, three, three, three. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, all he did was, like, yell Ray, but, like... There's something Daisy Ridley was also talking about a lot recently. She hasn't gotten any roles since Rise of Skywalker came out. Really? Yeah, she's been pretty public about that. She doesn't seem to be super pissed about it, because she does have... She's starring in a movie that's coming out pretty soon. Well, uh, she was in another movie with Adam Driver, wasn't she? Like, a, or a show or something? I don't remember. But was she like was medieval. in, um, Something like that. But she's she's been in some stuff that's, like, getting finished now, but she hasn't gotten any new gigs since How much Rise of Skywalker came out. freaking coronavirus, though? Uh, well, yeah, I mean that's that's definitely part of it, but like, usually like, actors still have gotten gigs recently. I thought I saw her in something. Not many. Murder in the Orient. I I quite like that. I'm stupidly hyped for the sequel to that. Uh, Robert Pattinson. The that's last. the that's the next thing. After rumors started that the Batman, I love saying it like that, had stopped production again due to a COVID diagnosis in the crew, it's been revealed that Robert Pattinson himself was the one who had fallen ill. Uh, a couple hours after that, Matt Reeves followed up since his diagnosis, stating that they will continue filming everything without Robert and including stuff with his stunt double until he is back to full health. All right. Bit well, of an oof. Big oof, I think. But, I mean... One would hope he'll be fine. He's obviously in good health and he's young and spry. But yeah, there's a lot of people... Suck. There's a lot of people who have gotten... The uh, Rock COVID. got it, too. Yeah, and his, his whole entire family. family. Yeah. Uh, and he's but... still working out and posting stuff in the gym. It's insane. Yeah, it's just some people have it, but it, it some it just doesn't like take effect to them. Because I followed this person, I know it's TikTok, but it was a TikTok person, bad. Not really. But TikTok good, bad. Very good. Besides the point, this person had <laughs> had t- uh, had COVID, and she went through like I don't know a month or two of this, and then eventually got diagnosed without uh, having no COVID. So it was there, and then it was gone. So some people they can like her can be lucky enough to like. Uh, it's just like go away so let's just hope that that yeah. happens for Robert because I actually enjoy his acting a lot I don't think enemy lobster <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him in anything to be honest uh, Lighthouse go watch I, go on go on Netflix I, watch I, good time oh I'm gonna watch that that is a really good movie alrighty so we're getting into fun drama business now oh uh, um, yeah Oh, yeah. <sighs> so, my boy Ray Fisher decided to start tweeting again. Uh, on oh, Friday the 4th, uh, quote, So you can better understand how deep this goes. After speaking out about Justice League, I received a phone call from the president of DC Films, wherein he attempted to throw Joss Whedon and John Berg under the bus in hopes that I would not that I would relent on Jeff Johns. I will not, end quote. Following that up, I have an article from Deadline.com. Quote, a Warner Bros. spokesperson issued the following statement tonight on behalf of the company. In July, Ray Fisher's representatives asked DC Films President Walter Hamada to talk to Mr. Fisher about his concerns during the production of Justice League. The two had previously spoken when Mr. Hamada asked him to reprise his role as Cyborg in Warner Bros. upcoming Flash movie together with other members of the Justice League. In their July conversation, Mr. Fisher recounted disagreements he had with the film's creative team, regarding his portrayal of Cyborg and complained that his suggested script revisions were not adopted. 
Mr. Hamada explained that creative differences are a normal part of the production process and that a film's director slash writer ultimately has to be in charge of these matters. Notably, Mr. Hamada also told Mr. Fisher that he would elevate his concerns to Warner Media so that they could conduct an investigation. At no time did Mr. Hamada ever throw anyone under the bus, as Mr. Fisher has falsely claimed, or render any judgments about the Justice League production in which Mr. Hamada had no involvement since filming occurred before Mr. Hamada was elevated to his current position. While Mr. Fisher never alleged any actionable misconduct against him, Warner Media nonetheless initiated an investigation into the concerns he'd raised about his character's portrayal. Still not satisfied, Mr. Fisher insisted that Warner Media hire an independent third-party investigator. This investigator has attempted multiple times to meet with Mr. Fisher to discuss his concerns, but to date, Mr. Fisher has declined to speak to the investigator. Warner Bros. remains committed to accountability and to the well-being of every cast and crew member on each of its productions. Uh, it also remains committed to investigating any specific and credible al- allegations of misconduct, which thus far Mr. Fisher has failed to provide, end quote. Then, maybe two hours after that article came out, uh, Ray Fisher responded via Twitter uh, after the hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher hit trending. Uh, I think it was like number four or five in the entertainment entertainment section. Quote, thank you all for the support and for seeing through WP, WB Pictures' desperate and scattershot attempt to discredit me to continue protecting those in power. I met with the investigator via Zoom on August 26th. Below is an email I sent to my team and uh, S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A immediately after. And for those who are wondering, that's uh, basically an actor's guild slash performer's guild. Um, And then let me pull up the screenshot of that real quick. Uh, Hey, crew, just got off the line with the investigator. Had to end the interview early before going into detail with him. He's definitely been put on the case by Warner Bros. Pictures, not Warner Media. His findings will go directly and solely to Warner Bros. Pictures legal. He also had another person on the line as a witness, which we were not made aware of. I told him I needed to have a rep on the line as security for myself. He tried to keep me on the line, but I told him I would need to consult my team before proceeding. Can we all jump on a call? Discuss soon. Best Ray. Um, And then he had a subtweet. It's also worth noting that I made it clear to the world on August 21st that I would be vetting the investigator to ensure a fair and protected process for all witnesses. At WB Pictures has escalated this to an entirely different level, but I'm ready to meet the challenge. Attached was a video of Ray confirming he's not letting up and will keep fighting the good fight, and if this ends his career, he's okay with that. Oh, that was a lot. Wow. That's, that's... Props to him, man. He is a king. Honestly, though, I'm glad he kept the receipts. He's a smart boy. Mm-hmm. Very professional in how he talks to his crew, too. I really, I, I, I think the thing, it wasn't, um, if you don't read into it, the statement from WB Pictures isn't, like, horrible, but the fact that they're basically trying to paint him as uncooperative when they're pretty much trying to put him in a corner without, like, legal representation and he, just... He is being, but they aren't being wrong, he is being uncooperative with what they want, but what they want isn't the right thing that right. should be he, happening. What they were saying was, we're going to get a third party, and it... And they uh, can use that argument, too. Right, in the uh, the video that he was talking about, he's like, uh, yeah, you need to know where these, quote-unquote, independent investigators are coming from, who's paying them, because those things are important to these sorts of weird legal matters. Yep. Yep. So... I don't, this, I remember, I think it was last week or the week before that, it's like, hey, maybe we're not going to hear about this again for a while. Oh, hell no. This is just the beginning, I guess. So, this is, uh, 
And when did this take place? This all Most place of this like took today. place today. Damn. Yep. I was watching it while I was at work as it kept going off. It was freaking nuts. That's, uh... Hot dang. It's a lot. This is, I guess, going about as good as it was expected. He did literally tell them, friggin' screw, like, sue me for libel and slander if you want to. And they seem to be trying. Which is <laughs> bad. It's just interesting how much he's willing to threaten his career with this case. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It also doesn't seem... Uh, it's a very tough game uh, balancing how much he says to the public online, like, how much that could hurt the investigation. Mm-hmm. Like, right. He's definitely I'm being just concerned careful. he might hurt himself by saying too much online. That, that is definitely a possibility. <clears throat> I think the... Um... But also, like, if the investigator is only from warner brothers like that's not a fair fight so right it, it, it definitely is because yeah, that's a biased party right it's yeah. definitely convincing that's like i'm i'm gonna stake my career on this because this is not making him any more popular but where, where are the where are they supposed to get the investigator like how does that work i honestly have no clue okay so one would assume just a different party yeah no, other, <laughs> uh, other than like I mean, either of their sides. Right, like, there are plenty of uh, media... Money. Right, there are That's lots weird. of guilds and different media organizations that take place in these sorts of... Like, this is kind of a labor there, there dispute. Would, a, I, I wouldn't... I totally forgot that there would be guilds. Like, I totally forgot that yeah, union, unions. That union oh, yeah. is still around. Oh. Particularly like, for people in media, because yeah, if they don't they get a it. job, they're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, hats off to you. Um... Next piece of news, and also the last one, uh, the 1940s Superman radio serial is being revived via unearthed unearthed old scripts. Uh, First sound coming at the DC Fandom second part, Enter the Multiverse, on September 12th. I'm interested. This is this is actually going to be I'm so cool. down. Yeah. Like, it, they have no details. They named three actors that are going to be portraying I've listened Superman to some of those. They're really cool. I think cool. this is so funny because, like, remember when there was a time when DC barely had anything coming out and then Marvel had, like, a whole spew and, like, recordings like, of them of talking about every single thing that they're doing for, like, the next 35 years. Yep. And then nothing. We oh, got nothing from turn Marvel. Tables. And now we get this whole fa- uh, fandom and, like, actual proof of... God. <laughs> you tried to sneeze. Well, that worked. Well, I mean, we got this, like, actual proof and, like, actual, some, like, finished scenes and shit of, like, whatever they're mm-hmm. working on. Like, we're actually getting stuff instead of just, like, how Marvel was just talking. Yeah, just they're talking. They're, they definitely are, uh, they're, they're oh. getting slow to put out information. I and mean, DC is just, like, creating things and then showing us. They're not talking about it first. They're just going, yeah, this is happening. And we're like, where thing? did this come from? Right. I don't know. I was doing it. Pretty much. So is this part of the podcast show that you, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? Or is this something separate? Oh, um, this is so they split the event. I mentioned it briefly. They split the event in half. Um, the first half was the Hall of Heroes, which was basically all the movie TV show stuff. And then this... Second half is the fan stuff, the cartoons, the kids' shows, and the comics. No, I thought it was a piece of news we covered a couple of weeks ago saying either DC or oh, Marvel. Oh, that was, was on like the first episode. Saying that they no. were going to have a podcast no. every week. No, they're and I was um, like, I don't want a commercial for all your crap every week. No, this is uh, no, they're separate. This one is. Um, it seems to be entirely unrelated. They had named a very large cast of people. They're just using nice. old scripts that they seem to have found in the vault. Might have been in the vault when they were looking around for the Snyder Cut. 
or the A or cut. Or it the Schumacher cut, which definitely does exist as well. 26 what? minutes, folks, before we hear Snyder cut. Hey, that's longer than usual. Hey! Does Colin not know what the Schumacher cut is? No, Batman Forever. Oh, they the cut out one. a bunch of junk. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been dubbed the Red Book Edition, because in that version, Thomas Wayne had like a red diary, and that was something... Like, there's a lot of... Oh, yeah. You touched my toe! You touched me. Okay. There's another, like, 40 minutes of footage that has been cut out. Like, a lot more dark stuff. That's more in line... That's closer like in tone to what Burton... bat? Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, no, I know that! I, didn't, I totally forgot about yeah, that. The opening is different. It actually shows Harvey escaping from Arkham. It's, like, it, it's they closer... They done that. It's closer to, um... Oh, they should have kept the same Harvey Dent. I mean, also, yes, but Billy D. Williams, I guess, was busy, so they got Tommy Lee Jones to put on some purple face paint. Um, that is the end of the news. Yay. It sounds neat. Um, I kind of do miss radio shows, not gonna lie. Those were freaking sweet. Um, as, as we're making a podcast, I mean, he says yeah. he misses radio shows. Well, you know what I mean, like audio dramas and stuff, you know, they're, they're cool, and apparently not that expensive to make. Yep. when you use, like, stock sound effects. That's why they did it in the 30s and 40s, because it was yep. cheap. Yup. And they didn't have TV. So, Jacob, Shit. what have you been reading? All right, so, I get to whip out this full-page review that I wrote last week, but had this store because one of us wasn't here. Hi. <laughs> I read The Gospel According to St. Michael. Woo! Which is known to to Everybody simps <laughs> as the I'm DC universe by Mike Mignola. You know, on Facebook, I have a rank in his um, on his page. Oh my that, gosh! That says that I'm like one of his <laughs> top fans. I knew that what? was gonna happen. And I was like, wait, what? You know I just been liking his Those shit. aren't cool. hard to get. I know, I but I just... Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, like, I felt pretty good about it. I'm like, wow. Mike wow, personally what? gave you a little gold sticker. I, when yes, I was a I boy... I had one of those, too. I, I would, forget for who. I would, I would I love it. if Mike sent me just a gold sticker. Oh, Mike, if you're listening to this, I know you're not. <laughs> but hit me up, man. Okay. okay. So when I purchased the book, I was pretty excited. I didn't read anything about it. I was just like, yeah, give, take my money. So I thought it was like a complete story arc that he had written, like, with DC characters. Like, <laughs> I was pretty excited. So when I cracked it open, I was a little let down because it wasn't what I thought it was. I should have read the cover and yeah. been an informed purchaser. But anyway, it is a collection of stories that Mike uh, did the artwork for when he worked for DC. And there was ones where he... Actually wrote the story for. Yep, and also cover art. Yes, uh, it has, I believe, 50 covers that he did the artwork for. Yum. Um, I don't know. You might know this. Was that his first comic job, or was it just early in his career? So, in his early career, uh, he did a lot of, um, like, through the 80s and such, he did cover art for Marvel and DC. Like oh, dang. It, it, So it, like, switched back and forth. Like, he did Guardians of the Great Galaxy, like, Rocket Raccoon. And, nice. And stuff like that. And, like, uh, he did Batman a couple times. Obviously, he did uh, Superman. But, like, he, I'm pretty sure, it's either he felt this way or fans actually told him this, that, like, uh, 
that he was ruining his, his, their favorite characters with his art style because it was gritty. Oof. Dang. All uh, right. But not Batman. But the thing is, he didn't really... He doesn't care about Batman. I mean, I understand at the time... I do find that very time. interesting. That's the one, like, the one thing I don't like how Mike draws is his Batman looks very odd. I love it. It's neat. It's just very... It what? was I, my favorite part of the book. I which wish... which Batman? Good question. Like the first Batman comic he did, which was the one with the uh, the cultist. Yeah, I I have I the comic by the way. Uh, the cult. Uh, yeah, it's that one right there, isn't it? Yep, that yeah, one. That one. Was no, my I favorite. like that stuff. I mean, I love that. The, that the... Okay, so so le- we're talking about the uh, Legends of the Dark Knight Sanctum. Yep. So Sanctum. Is number 54 in 1993 okay so number 54 is uh spiritually the first hellboy comic yeah because in it the layout how batman acts oh, and the yeah. investigation is just how hellboy would be yep and so that like that's part of my notes oh i'm sorry it's all right i should you know, I'm gonna try to like keep down because I know a lot about this. I'm gonna let you do it. So keep the it book in your pants. starts with four issues of the Phantom Stranger uh, in 1987. I did not know anything about this character. I oh, thought it was just either. like a one-off thing, but then I read a separate book that is pretty big in the DC universe that I'm not gonna talk about right now, and he's in it. Oh. So, uh, I thought those four issues were pretty bland kind of a generic pulp style comic book I didn't superhero. even try reading those. It was, it was a Colin tough read. Colin a big fan of picture books. I, I almost stopped uh-huh. reading the book because of that one. <laughs> it was, Just it was at the rough. beginning. Um, after that was The World of Krypton number so one through good. four I in 87 that. and 88. And I was surprised by that I, one. It was well written. Yeah. Uh, story about Krypton's history which at first I was like that's gonna be so freaking boring but there's so much detail yeah it was really really interesting uh it ends with Superman on Earth giving Lois Lane a special interview Mm. a little Netflix and chill action you know what I mean uh about extra details that he remembers about Jor-El uh that Jor-El implanted in his brain uh extra history about Krypton that we the readers find out beyond issues one through three. Uh, the book moves on to Action Comics 600. It was kind of a throwaway, except that it introduces Hawkman helping Superman, uh, which continues in the next issue, Superman one. 18, uh, where Superman returns to Krypton with Hawkman and Hawkgirl, uh, remembering even more about Krypton. Uh, 23 is a weird but good one-off story. Uh, and then Action Comics Annual Number Two wraps the Krypton story uh, with kind of a cliche Coliseum gladiator setting, mm-hmm. but it was all a pretty well-contained story. I felt like it had a purpose. What like, eight books, eight issues with the history of Krypton? So it, it was a bit cliche, but I feel like it still held its purpose. I, maybe it was cliche for us because we've seen that before. But right, maybe when it Thor came out, and... like maybe when it came out, it wasn't that cliche. It was just like right. uh, no, uh, yeah, for that's like a good point. the type of readers. Yep. But um, I love the type, the the change in that comic, like the history change. And yep. I, you'll probably talk about that. Nope, that's all I got on the history oh, really? of Krypton. So go for it, buddy. Okay, so like the change in it was I thought was really cool because 
it started out with its like architecture and the clothing as very Greek Roman-esque where a lot of it was curvy uh, circular um, uh, architecture like cathedral almost and then the clothing was like uh, togas kind of when Colin said curvy Spencer took the opportunity to pet Colin's curves for those of you who can't see what's going on <laughs> behind the microphone I really do like really really like how Mike does Lobo though oh, oh it's yeah. perfect I might not always like how he does Batman I do think the earlier stuff was honestly better his newer Batman stuff well, is a little weird well it's because his uh, how he draws bodies is different because remember Hellboy this is, is huge yeah. but then he's smaller but I think that worked for Hellboy because it, it was like he actually showed a change in age of Hellboy because Hellboy started off as like a strong young man yeah. and by the end of when dying and going to hell he kind of got smaller like yeah. an old man would yeah, I just, I just really, I, uh, the Lobo stuff looks so good. But so, uh, like, the newer stuff, you're saying like the Doom that came to Gotham, you don't like? I don't really like that one at all because it's not Mike's, not, it's, it's not, not Mike's, Mike's art. art. It's a decent, oh, it's okay. his, it's his story, but it's not his art. Gotcha. That's why it's so. Um, but the architecture changed from uh, like Greek Romanesque architecture and clothing to almost a modern age, um, where. Uh, people stopped like being around each other. It's like everyone had their own home or like uh, castle far, far away from each other. I forget for the what reason. Um, I think it was just culture change in the Thousand Year War or whatever it was. But that changed, and I love how Kal El turned. Uh, not Kal El, Jor El. Jor El. Sorry, Jor El was like a hermit and just like reading history and like watching the history. We logs. all know Jor El was like the chat of nerds. Oh, I loved it. I, I was like, wow, I can actually relate to Jor El. I thought that was so Oof. cool. But it, I thought it was kind of sad that uh, um, hit that like he didn't really meet his like so so called wife until like they die. So that was that's tragic. Sad. So as you were talking about castles and um, far far away, um. Can we go too far, far away and visit the king and queen in their castle? But can I be Fiona and you can be Shrek? <laughs> such a bad Why joke. Why didn't I see Shrek coming along? You said away. castles and far, oh far away. I can't gosh. help myself. All right. All right, so the book continues. I want to see Mike draw Shrek. No. Yes. yes. Wait, I think oh, he yes. has. I, I, need what? Find, I need to find it. I mean, he like he he's drawn like a sketch of like uh, Sully and oh, those are really Mike, nice. And like he's done a lot of like other characters, so maybe really maybe like Shrek that. is gonna happen eventually. All right. So the book continues with Swamp Thing Annual Number Five, and it had oh. literally one panel of Swampy. Oh, that's why I didn't see it. I, I was yeah. like, I don't remember Swamp Thing being in exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really good story with uh, some pretty whack theology and theological questions. Uh, what is existence and, you know, light topics like that. Existentialism. Yes. I like that. The thing where Colin and I live. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, he has not done Shrek, and I'm really sad. He will. One day. Next is Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, number 54, and Batman Gotham Knights, number 36. And this was the highlight of the whole book for me. Definitely. Uh, basically what I thought was Prime Nola with Batman instead of Hellboy. Like, it was pretty much Hellboy stories with Batman instead of Hellboy. Because, uh, and I loved it. That that was written before, like, way before Hellboy. It took him, right. like, almost a whole year to even 
like start drawing out comics for Hellboy because of sketching and figuring out the storyline. So, uh, Legends of the Dark Knight number fifty four came out in ninety three, and Batman Gotham Knights number thirty six came out in two thousand and two. The book in ends with Batman villains, secret files, and origins from two thousand and five. It is uh, an alternate, maybe uh, Clayface origin, and I thought it was crap. <laughs> I thought it kind of sucked. A lot. Uh, I don't remember Something that. about these books, these types of the, the <coughs> DC universe by Blur to Blur, is uh, they're they're never complete. No. I, I that's something I really don't like is because it's cool because they're they're usually going back to the well and doing more art. Right. But then you, the books aren't com- like they're not all encompassing anymore. Right. It's just, it's just a screenshot. It's not like a right. complete work. I mean, and that's cool. It's just something that I don't necessarily want to buy. It's a really good read, but oh. I'm not gonna pay for oh, it wait. and then put it on my shelf. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the that one right there? Whoa! I didn't see that. That one sucked. Really? And that was the oh, last. Robin last one in the book so it it ends on a sour note for me that one was really good though. i didn't read that that um, one was great it took a while to read though. like a lot of these things so i was reading through other stuff i i wish he sorry actually you know what asmr real quick that's the good pp very hard, <laughs> pee pee very hard. <laughs> only if you could smell it like oh, oh. past the, past the booth of the book but All the right, funny so, thing is oh it smells like new comic book you know, what's, you know what actually has the best comic book smell? Hellboy. <sighs> Hellboy. I'm not even kidding. I love Hellboy, no, but like, I smell actually it. agree with Colin. The Hellboy books smell I do better. not want to smell your copy of Hellboy. You can I'll borrow get, mine. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> my copy of Hellboy is cleaner. You can borrow mine. All right, so my final thoughts. Uh, this was a very... It was very interesting to watch Mike's art style develop through the book. Uh, it was very easy to pick up uh, what art in the book was his among others in certain mm. issues sometimes there were a couple different artists in it yep. uh, I was surprised by the bright colorful and well made Krypton because I'm used to Hellboy where everything is dark and shadowed and because of like the 80s and 90s like, or early 90s but it's like just by reading Hellboy if I had said Krypton <clears throat> drawn by Mike Mignola you're not going to think bright vivid colors you're going to think um, alleyways and yeah. shadows and stuff. So it was cool to see that he can actually do something well lit. <laughs> I don't think he did. He didn't really do shadows until no, Hellboy. No, it was colored by Batman. somebody else. But yeah, yeah. Still. They, uh, even his Hellboys are colored by somebody else too. I'm pretty sure. Right. He only does the black and white, and he yeah. sends it off to his colorist. Colorist. The Batman stuff is absolutely amazing, and yes. I really need more of that. Uh, overall, I'm glad I bought it. Uh, I suggest it for diehard Hellboy fans <laughs> that need more Mignola in their life. And it's can't like a, afford to pay for the auctioned pieces he's doing right it now. It was one of the first books I bought when I was reading Hellboy. I was like, yeah, I'm getting this. Nice. That was a part of my, uh, my uh, hoard of comics. Colin, what have you been reading? Oh, I haven't read anything. <laughs> I've been Come on, s- man, you've had two weeks. Yeah, I've been doing, like, academics for work and then, like, car troubles nice. and the wedding, you know, all that stuff. You have Not brought mention... shame upon this podcast. You must commit seppuku. You know how many... I'm probably going to finish reading Dark... Actually, no, I'm... Mm, I kind of want to read Dark Victory, <laughs> but I feel like I should read my volume two of... Uh, Moon Knight first because yeah. I started I, I have been reading that it's, I'm midway through We're so I think I should victory later so 
What? We're going to do Dark Victory as a main topic later. So. Oh, cool. So oh, I, I need to finish the Moon Knight because I'm already halfway there. And then I'll go on to Dark Victory. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's it. Not even round Elimination! One. Shame. K.O. Shame on your family. Shame <laughs> on your cow. Speaking of, very mixed reviews on Mulan so far. Like, I some people say tried. it sucked. Some people said it was all right. Yeah, it sounds like... A, they, they were trying to do some new stuff, but they didn't commit to it well enough, so it's weird. I thought I really could, I thought I could watch it. I, I really like the original Mulan, regardless of Mushu being amazing and Eddie Murphy. Like, I, I really do like that story, and it. I'm a little scared to watch it. Not because it's going to ruin my childhood I by any means, but. I found just, out that they cut Mushu, and I was no longer interested. Like, the movie is we obviously can, fine can, besides Mushu, but... We can edit Donkey into it. That's about the same thing. The we, Red Dragon. The little the Eddie little, Murphy Dragon. They took the Red Dragon They took out? Mushu out. How do you take the Red Dragon out? Because it's dude. realistic, and it's PG-13, which for a Disney live-action reboot thing realistic, is weird. Realistic, but they focus on the chick's chi, like it's the freaking yeah, force. She's yeah, she's a, the chosen one now. Yeah. That, she that has is chi what, now? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's the stuff that's scaring me, is like it's becoming... Legit Star Wars knockoff yeah, with the chief. Like, there's nothing crazy wrong with making it more mystical, but right. it's like, now she's the chosen one. Like, that you was could the... have had it even mystical with the Red Dragon. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, he's, but that's like, the thing with Mulan. He's a Red Dragon! He works for her ancestors. That's the freaking point of him being there. Oh. Yeah, like Mulan that's the, is my childhood. Don't yeah, touch it. Yeah, like that's I, the thing I with the movie is like she did. It. She I watched like twice, I think. You know, like she trained and like got better. That was part of the movie was her improving, and now it's like yeah, it looks like they're just going with yeah, she's the chosen one and can kind of do anything now. It's like yeah, I hate that. I don't what, really you're, like you're when... watering down your message to little kids that they can do anything that they want yep. by working. Now you're just saying you have to be selected before you're even born. Oh that's, my gosh, yep. I, I don't like when. Um, uh, characters are just like the chosen one instead of like actually. Working. I don't think anybody really likes the chosen one I trope. I don't think so. I had, <clears throat> I was kind of expecting that it came out in like 2000, 2001. Nope, it came out in '98. Yep. So yeah, I dude. was nice when that came out. So yeah, this movie is my childhood. Yep. Don't freaking touch it. No touch. Uh, so I was. Also, I, I can probably sing every song from that movie. <laughs> I, I, I'd that. be right there with you. I work in a place where most people would probably describe it uh, filled with toxic masculinity and I have heard these grown ass men singing songs from Mulan nice as like a quartet so don't freaking touch it really yes it was beautiful Damn. it really warmed my heart Oh, he's getting emotional. To hear them singing. I am going to make a man out of you. <laughs> uh, so I read the book that call, that bleh, that Jacob read last week, uh, Dark Souls, Breath of Andalus. Uh, I basically agree with everything you said. <laughs> it's not original, but like the art was really nice. And yeah, the protagonist felt very out of place for a Dark Souls-based thing. It's really it. It was fine. Like, it was enjoyable, and as you said, it was so, crazy. So, are you reading this from a perspective of having played Dark Souls? Yes. Yeah. Both of you? Yes. How about I read it and tell you my perspective? Okay. Because I have never my played Dark Souls, and I don't know anything about it. All right. Neat. Uh, and I'll tell you uh, how I feel it from, like... How you, Colin feels. Well, you you know how it Colin is. Colin wants where, to be where included. You're, where you're trying... Thank you. Where, where you're trying and to, small, like... it's small, so you can probably read it all. 
Yeah, you can play next week. I could probably yeah. read it tonight. Good, <laughs> um, do it. Because you, you, you know how it is where you're like, okay, I know I have a bias against this movie. <laughs> the Last Airbender. Ouch. Can we not talk about that? Also, but, for the second week in a row, Vadi Vidya, if you're out there, please do a review on these Dark Soul comics. But uh, I, I, I... You try to be like unbiased and see, okay, maybe is this a good movie for just being a movie in itself? Besides its history, wait, and we then got back just... to Mulan. <laughs> yeah, there's like Mulan too. Uh, this is a like... conversation I have with my dad relating to Star Wars a lot. Is like he, he's pretty. He knows I'm stupidly into it, and it's hard for me to like remove myself from that context to understand how normies view things. But also, why would you want to be a normie? Why would you? I, I'll, 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 so gate, I'll gatekeep for a minute, just for, just for the sake of gatekeeping. Why would you want to be a normie? Existentialism. Why would you want to be a norm? Also true. <laughs> anywho. Any, um, anywho. Yep, you guys are gonna eternally mock me for that now. Uh, that that was that. Jacob, what else have you been reading? I, after taking an eight to twelve month break from the series, went back to Batman by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Ooh! I read <laughs> volume 8, Super Heavy. Thick. Yeah. Is that Gordon? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, never dude. understood that. I don't know anything about it. So, it's just in feeling. book 7, Batman is presumed dead. Uh, and Jim Gordon is approached in the first pages of this book to become the Batman. Kind of a, a detachment of the GCPD. The robot comes from them, and then he's supposed to work with them, but doesn't work for them, and you know how that's going to end up. Robot. Yeah, so they made a bat suit for him to work in. Um, in the first fight, though, it's revealed that he has kind of a slim, uh, skin-tight, light bat suit on while he's sexy Jim Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> it's the twist and shout. So uh, I really, really like the design of the thin uh, bat suit. Uh, it just what? looks slim and comfortable why, and why easy is for fighting. He, so Why is he Batman? Batman is presumed dead. Were you not listening? I'm sorry. I was looking for the... Oh, yeah, I see now. Batman is presumed dead. Along with the Joker. How many uh, times does that happen? This <laughs> Good question. Book follows Bruce Wayne having survived, uh, and Jim Gordon knows about it. Actually, approaches Bruce at the end of the first issue, I believe, and says, "I need help doing Batmany things." And Bruce Wayne says, "Piss off." Um, so Bruce Wayne is his story uh, is showing him. Uh, volunteering and getting laid and not being a vigilante and actually loving his life which is kind of cool to see that is yeah. one of my favorite parts of this book it like, is Jim Gordon looking at the robe bat suit and nice. one of the techie nerd people is like oh you don't like the color here look and clicks it and it's, it's got, Easter egg time yeah exactly it's got a dark Batman suit it's got kind of a blue and gray Batman suit. It's got the uh, ugly ass what? friggin' colors from hey. from S uh, Batman Sa R.I.P. Sandar? Yeah. Xanadu. Xanadu. Whatever. And it's also got the Azrael suit. Yeah. Which Azrael. I have a soft spot for, even though it's ugly as all hell. 
That's the Ezreal. The purple suit. gloves bug me. Everything else works, but the purple gloves. I. You don't Just like. Stop. But you don't like the purple gloves? <laughs> That's like my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, what? Whoa, whoa, what do you mean? Colin. You have to explain yourself. Colin, you just went full artistic. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, the bat truck was the annoying. I hate that. Most annoying part of this book because it looks like a freaking freight train. It. Like, it shows Jim Gordon standing next to it, and it's at least three of him tall. It looks so stupid to be called a truck. <laughs> um, but aside from that, amazing artwork, uh, amazing Greg story. Greg is, in, for me anyways, like half a rung below Mike Mignola. I adore his art. Oof. I love, yeah. Hot I, takes. Capullo is freaking awesome. I like hot takes like hot okay, kicks. so that's that's the artist for that, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, the Capullo? colorist that they have that he okay, usually so chooses, they're freaking nuts. Capullo and Mike Mignola are definitely my two favorite artists in the comic industry. Anyone why else? Why is it that? Sorry. Why is it that we have the same brain? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of disturbing. You're, you're the writer though, and I'm the artist. It's not like we can be in one. Too bad we couldn't have been just one person. They... I'm still. I, I have a feeling our brain would have some... exploded. Yeah. Are you See, that's what we did. Kissing? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, this book introduces a new villain, as far as I know. It kind of a weed based, not rumor weed. That's a different villain. Um, bad guy. Uh, I was upset that he kills the penguin before we could get a good. Penguin as a villain story. Yeah, wait, that was, I was really wait, disappointed. Wait, so by that. like in that canon, in, in this penguin book, just yeah, dies. Uh, the weed villain just kills penguin. It oh, was, I like penguin. Yeah, it penguin. was sudden. I think my I, favorite I penguin, penguin is like the gross Batman Returns type of penguin. So overall, this uh, you just small want somebody to bite your nose off. Was a fast read due to the great story and amazing art. It ended on a cliffhanger, so I will be reading books 9 and 10 the rest of the series. 9 very is soon. I still need to read. Bloom and 10 five. is epilogue. Yes. <laughs> I, need to finish, I need to finish 5 because I'm doing like uh, 4 and 5 are like the. Um, Zero year. Yeah. Yes. I'm still the reading. Fat five. bike and purple gloves. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin's been eliminated, so Spencer, what have you been reading? Ha-ha. Uh, something I actually didn't make notes on because I just read it purely out of the sake of wanting to read it. Nice. I read uh, Arkham Asylum, uh, Serious House on Serious Earth the other day. Yet again. Yet again. How many times have you read this book through? At least a dozen. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, might be more. Um, <laughs> I have that. I need to read that. Yep. I yeah. have. I recently purchased the uh, new um, reprinting. It, it's now a black label book. Uh, it's still in a trade paperback, which honestly, this one I would prefer in a hardcover, but that's just me because the black label books are mostly hardcover. It's kind of thin to be a hardcover, though. Like, Last Night on Earth was kind of pushing it. This is true. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it's a slightly remastered version. Um, I didn't yeah, seem to market it a lot, but it, I don't think it was just like a put a filter over the art. Like, they kind of did, DC's done that before, Marvel does it a lot, where they just kind of put a filter over their art and call it remastered. Yeah. It seems to have... I might be wrong, but it looks like the artist or somebody came back and tweaked the colors a little bit. It's a little bit more toned down color-wise. Not a lot, just slightly more desaturated and a little less intense sometimes. Doesn't Last Night on Earth uh, have a soft cover now? No, not that I'm aware of. 
I thought I, I saw them at Jetpack, I think. It's like, no, I was no, just no, no, there two the days trades, ago. the trades. Ah, uh, that would make sense. It's not like a, just like the an four actual, trades. It's like a, like a couple trades. You mean the individual issues? They just yeah. put nope. them in. No, like they're in. They're like mini, 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 mini trades. The but they black have label, like black actual. They have a spine. Black label books, Whoa. when they get published as issues, are actually in mini books. That's cool. It's really cool. But that, they didn't do that for uh, Curse of White Knight. Yeah, they did. Some of them. It depends. What? I don't have those ones. Can I talk I... about freaking Arkham Asylum? I love no. this book. It's so disgusting. And it gives me nightmares, and I love it. Mm. It's like a horror movie that you love to watch, even though it's gross. Like, that's the point of watching yeah, it. It's... It's, it's gross, it's disturbing, but it's good. It's so... Grant Morrison is Alan Moore 2.0. There is no convincing me otherwise. Please give this man more mushrooms so he can pump out more delicious Batman content. We do not approve of drug use with this podcast. Any opinion Alan expressed? Moore, please don't put a spell on us. <laughs> um, no, I just, I love the writing and the fact that it's almost an antagonistic relationship between the artist and the writer because the artist, uh, Dave McKean, if I remember correctly, didn't want to do the book. At, like the it was originally supposed to be Brian Boland who has nice clear crisp art who uh, did the Killing Joke and some other stuff. Yep, um, really good cover artist. But the that reading it through with that in mind, I could kind of feel that going back and forth where parts of the script got removed in the art process and the art just created like such more like so much more lore. It did. In a sense, is able that that's a really easy way to shove all the the excessive actually pretentious amount of easter eggs and symbolism that grant morrison wanted in the book it was easy to sneak in when it's multimedia but i just i love reading the book because i can read it through in about 45 minutes not including the script like just the book because all of the books include the script in the back just because it's a tiny book but it it's it's dark and the joker imagery is it's probably the most tame out of most of the stuff in the book but this still freaks me out and i love it i remember reading it being confused by a lot of the religious imagery because it felt kind of forced like at the end when Batman fights I believe it's Killer Croc and pushes him out the window to his death he's in the crucifix position and it's like why though it just it doesn't make sense wait I'm sorry I missed that part who's in the crucifix um, Killer Croc that is odd. I think it's just... Uh, and, like, it was very intentional. It was, it was probably just uh, for the sake of having iconography. Honestly, that seems That's to annoying. be, like, the, uh, the one of the bigger responses, especially at the time, was, like, Grant Morrison is just trying to shove so many things in here that yeah. some of it doesn't even make sense. Right. And but it's, I like it's it. It's in the script yeah. that he wrote that you can read at the end of the book. He's like, yeah, this was very intentional, but it's like... Why? Why? Because he wants it. Yes. He thought it looked cool. I agree. I love that. That just book. happens. With I, I just sometimes. I love it. It's so speaking gross. from an artist's perspective. Cool. I, I bought, it, yeah. <laughs> speaking from an artist's perspective. perspective. Can't read anything, but he can draw. You're so right. <laughs> uh, Jacob, have you read anything else? Yes, I. Yep, Jacob wins. So, uh, I win because I finished reading Shadows of the Empire for Ooh. those. Long-time listeners, the that comic or the book? Our first episode, I believe, I Maybe mentioned. It was number two. Colin, shut up and stop moaning. <laughs> stop moaning. That I started it. I finally finished it. Uh, it was the novel, the actual book, not the comic book, that will be oh. soon. Uh, it's a good read. Uh, I was a little surprised by 
as Spencer refers to it, the terminal horny themes. Uh, <laughs> Prince Shizor is a good idea. I really like the the mob story. But they make him sexy. Yeah. Why? They make him like. Why not? A rapist. He's green and he's got like a rat tail. Yeah. Why not? He's like. Why does he need to be sexy? A wicked creeper. Why not? Colin has it's... terminal horny. But <laughs> why though? Colin has terminal horny. Why not? Um, so you guys don't understand the reference. I, I really liked the mob story kind of uh, part the mob movie there part you go. of the story. <laughs> One might even say Scorsese-like cinema. Yes. That's not cinema. Anyway, uh, I did not like uh, him being so caught up in himself and how he's the wisest of them all uh, because there were several times where it was like, all right, now pull the trigger. And he's like, no, I'll wait for the perfect opportunity because I can see the future because I'm so wise. And it's like... Sounds like a Bond villain. you literally have it right now. Just... So, uh, several of those cliches. Um, But overall, it was a really good filler in between episodes five and six. Noise. Because when you watch those movies back to back, you're like, wow, there was a huge time jump here. What the frig happened? This book is part of it. Would you two stop touching each other? Stop touching me. <laughs> I'm barely doing anything. And he, I love his reaction because he's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he's just like flicking his arm. Stop it. <laughs> it goes, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> uh, that one's for Patreon right there. <laughs> I was trying to get out of here. So, that concludes what we've been reading. (laughs) We now move to the part of the show where we talk about what we've been watching. Colin! Okay, so recently I've watched Ghost in the Shell. Yeah! Um, Wait, which one? Uh, the movie. No, which one? Ah, the animated one. I watched the animated Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Um, One thing I noticed is that I felt like it was kind of short, but it's because there was like two moment, like two uh, parts in the um, two segments in the story where it was mainly just scenery and music, and it wasn't dialogue, nothing. Yep. And I was like, this is super weird because it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it did anything to it other than give a lonely vibe. So I guess that's what it gave to it, was that it was lonely, because I guess, like, what I got from it was it was a movie about existentialism and the uh, value of a human. Because if you, what's the value in a human if you can just get the same thing out of an AI that you can just replicate? Like, a human is harder to replicate, but an AI isn't at this point, so, like, what's the value? I mean, the value, the value could be that it's so difficult and that it's, like, worth creating, but in this, it was, uh, like, a whole existential I always uh, took it as just setting the scenery and showing us some of Japan. So. <laughs> okay, I guess I got a totally different... <laughs> like, I just saw loneliness, and I was like, wow, this, like, it's lonely, like, her, and, and she's just, like wants uh something more because if you notice there's barely there's barely any action i mean when there is action it's really good but there's barely any action and it's mostly dialogue which is a lot of anime yep and i appreciate that a lot like the main character wasn't like 
the main character didn't ha really have a form. Like, there was a form, but you could tell that it's not because of this unsettling male voice for this female animatronic. It was, like, very unsettling, and you could tell that it was just, like, this is not him. His form is just code. But his code is so, um, just, what's the word? It's just so intricate in, in his thought pattern because he had, like, the same thought pattern as her i forget her name it's hard for me to remember names if i've only watched something once and um, this is definitely something that you gotta watch a couple of times i want to watch it again it's freaking deep um i it was really good uh but i did feel like it was lackluster in a way like i didn't really like the ending too much i i i explained this to spencer at one point but i can't remember now i would have to watch it again but other than that opinion that I did have, I think I really enjoyed that, and I'd watch it again. It was very in-depth, uh, like, just questions of reality. Oh, there was one thing. Um, so, everyone's always trying to get to the next, want, wants the next tech, uh, thing in technology, you know, the biggest uh, next-gen. You know, I can't say words today. Everyone wants next-gen. But one of the characters didn't have an automatic gun. He had a revolver. He had his trusty revolver, ah. and he was a, the only human in uh, Unit 9, I think they were. And, Unit. And all the other, like, <sighs> characters were just like, why don't you have an automatic? And he's like, well, this is my lucky revolver. And they're like, okay, well, that's a waste of time, but whatever, as they're shooting up everyone else. And then they, uh, like reference that again when he was using tracker bullets on um, this car that they're trying to find and one of the guys was like did you get it and he's like yeah I got it he's just like well you could have gotten two trackers in it if you had an automatic but he only had one so it's just like okay whatever I don't remember any of that <laughs> really? go back and watch it again um, I feel like I know exactly what Jacob was thinking about the entire movie boobies no. There was a lot more boobs than I like thought there was. I mean, I knew there was going to be boobs, my, but I was like, there's a lot in this. One of my favorite we parts are intellectuals. of the whole movie <laughs> is right in the opening when the bodyguards have the briefcases and mm -hmm. the box of the briefcase falls apart and it's an automatic Chainsy. weapon. Or a sub... Yeah. Submachine gun? Yeah. Automatic weapon? Whatever the phrase. It's automatic. It's freaking cool. Cool it, pew pew. That was yeah. really cool. Um... I was expecting her to jump in, like, way early and, like, beat bad guys, but, like, she didn't really do much of that in the beginning. Um, so, I was that, reading I... the book today. Oh, really? And it adds a lot of extra detail. A lot of it I didn't need, but today I found out the opening scene where it shows the androids coming up out of the weird water stuff. Right? Remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's how, the, how they were created. The book is talking about that weird liquid and it's like microorganisms mm -hmm. that add their sensi sensory oh yeah like their senses yeah uh, like so like that's nerves. how they can feel it's the coating even, over yeah the, even though they're the robots body. yeah yeah that's how they get all their senses oh. so it's freaking cool she, she uh the main character i loved her because she had this sense of like existential dread but also like so that's why uh, you're trying to figure out yes. a way to. She's just trying Colin to feel and I a way have a to. Problem with existentialism. Shut up. <laughs> she's trying to uh, fi uh, find a way just to feel alive, even though she was yep. like a robot. Because I know where this is going. 
So she dives. She like goes and dives in the ocean. Yep. And she's a robot. And her. And so she just dives in the water. And her she's best just friend in the tank. is sitting there going, "Why are you doing this?" You know you can die. And she's like, "I don't know. Maybe I like it. Maybe I want to die." And I'm like, "Wow, yeah, I can I relate." Think it to goes that. deeper than that. No, no, it's it was deeper than that. Either. But she she was basically like, like, "Maybe I want to die, or maybe I want to feel alive." Because there is like a, a sort of safety net that she's got. But if things go bad, like it would end her. So. Well, yeah, but then it also goes on to this later scene. Where, in like the same hour uh where they're talking and then she starts talking from her like brain instead yep. of like talking not not normal communication like kind of like telepathy but it was over the internet but, instead of but not normal spiritual. conversation like that right it was like another voice but it was still her and it freaked her out like she's like whoa where'd that come from it was almost like it was an intrusive that was the bad guy though no that was her it was almost like it was an intrusive thought Hmm. But her, but the bad guy wasn't really even a bad guy. The bad guy was more of like a, um, he said he was, um, he was created in the vastness of code. That that's paraphrased, but he was created in the vastness of code, meaning he was not created on purpose, but but because of all of this coding and um, AI, AI comes work, alive. it just like he was just birthed out of that. Yep. And they were trying to control it, but they couldn't. I think, uh, because I like this movie so much, I'll probably go buy it. Ooh! I, I usually like doing that. If I like a movie enough, I'll buy it. Yeah. It, uh, it requires rewatches, too. Yeah. So. But, actually, I just pulled that all out of my brain, just, like, without... Notes? Notes. Yeah, I just remembered. <laughs> it just came back. But, yep. like... Yeah, other than, I think, that comment I made to Spencer, I don't know if I still would hold that comment. But... After watching it a couple of times, I still feel like the battle at the end was a bit rushed. It That's what it, it was. It's a sudden ending. It felt like, like it was anticlimactic. It feels like there's more. It feels like there should be more. Yeah. Like, they, they just became one, but he did die. Like, as in becoming one, his consciousness died, but his attributes lived inside her. And they, be cre- and they create a new... Uh, um, Shut up. Stop that. <laughs> My word. <laughs> his consciousness is gone, but his attributes create... Uh... <laughs> 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 but his attributes and her bonded and created, like, a new, um, like, entity in itself. But it was still her consciousness. And, of course, with doing that, her body did, like, break and, like get destroyed and so her friend got her a new body but it was like a child so of course she just became a totally new thing in itself so i would like to blow your mind for a minute are you sure you can do that it's not the first time i've blown it oh yeah (laughs) there are three spin-off ghost in the show movies on netflix right now on Netflix? Yeah, dude. I know I know. there's more Ghosts in the Shell, but I know it was on Netflix. Arise is the name of the series. So I think it's that one, that one, that one in order, but definitely oh, check are, online. Oh, are they new? Because I know there's stuff before that. That one's crap. Don't watch it. But Arise is good? Right there. I watched the first two, and I was like, wow, that was good. I started the third one. I was like, wow, I really missed something in the last one. I'm confused and lost and picked this. <laughs> but I will go back and watch it again. So... These are all, like, sub-universes, or, like... Uh, I believe I think it's, it's like a Watchmen canon sort of deal. They're all the kind of separate from each other. It's in the same universe. What? They're all the same universe? I Just, believe so. Okay. 
so it's not just like yeah we're kind of just doing our own own adaptation of it like no i action. believe it's in the same universe okay i'll have to do research on that yes please do because i just pulled that out of my ass <laughs> all right spencer what have you been watching um K. oh just kidding <laughs> i wish uh i i finally finished adventure time season eight yeah small sidebar where jacob's gonna be lost that i gotta get my weird thoughts out so colin understands that I, this show is weirding me out and i love it mm-hmm. um tree trunks has alien hybrid elephant babies <laughs> what the f- <laughs> <laughs> also cheating whore cheated on mr pig what the hell is wrong with that? i don't think no they didn't they didn't she didn't have babies when she was with mr pig it was before that and she keeps going back, and she still gets abducted while she's in a relationship with Mr. Pig. She gets abducted, but it's just to see the kids. It's not like to do the, do the naughty. Mm, it looked like they were about to do the naughty. Well, honestly, she is pretty naughty. This is so. a freaking kid's cartoon. No, it's not. It is, but also they're really, really good at making it like... The kids can figure out what's going on, but it, they don't make it sexual. But it is, it's so strange. It's hard to describe. It's just this season is all, all everything throwing everything at the walls uh the stuff with the humans is finally coming out uh susan honestly hasn't really grown on me i thought she was actually more interesting in the beginning now that she talks it's kind of annoying not because she's annoying it's just and typical am i right wow remember when we thought she was like uh, one of those fish people yeah way back in like season two or whatever the heck it was and i'm pretty sure that's what they're going to keep it as probably but... and then they're like no she's got she's got tech implants yep. but no i really like uh oh, i, I really like fern I love Fern. He's so adorable and so, like, stupid at the same time. Like, like he's still a he's so sad. Misfits, Fern? No, like, he's... Okay, long story short, he is the amalgamation of the Finn sword, which is basically Finn, the main character. Yep. But he li- it's a little Finn that lives inside the sword hilt okay. that can, like, talk to him. It's because of mixed uh, with time his... and, uh, and multiverse. And it's mixed uh... with, his, with Finn's grass blade, like, sword that is part of his implanted plant arm. It's really weird. That's a lot of planting. But Fern is basically Finn, but he's made out of grass, and he has most of Finn's memories. But he's like a little quirky, and he can't like actually so eat or anything. Finn smoking weed. No, but also yes, <laughs> he does look like a big old pile of seaweed and or kush. But it, it I like, well, I like Fern. He's Are we so entertaining. To refer to weed in a podcast. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Is yeah. it gonna get us banned? No. Oh, goodness, no. Cool. You know what people talk about on the internet? All no. sorts of weird stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah. TikTok I, bad, Reddit good. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> For 2069, funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, away from Reddit sidebar. It just, just, uh... Fern is such a sad character, and I love it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a big fan. Um, he, he so just... That, that's me in Adventure Time. Can I talk about Fern just real quick? Sure. I love Fern because he's like... He is not himself, but he is something new. But he's not new at all. Because he is... He has the memories of Finn, but he has the body of uh, of grass. And he's like a separate entity. But he has almost two mind, minds in himself. So there's the grass, which is its own living being. And then there's the Finn inside there, creating the fern mindset. And... Um, it's almost like a parasite and so he's like just so confused with himself and like 
It's just there's so much existentialism inside of him. And he's a very interesting character. And he also has long, flowing locks like Finn, but they're <laughs> yeah. great. It's so weird. Also, he stole Starchy's motorcycle. Bit of a dick move. Yeah, no, I love Starchy. He's insane. Uh, Colin? No, we, nope, nope. Jack, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. What have you been watching? I finished Umbrella Academy Season 2. Yes. Huh. Are we going to go save JFK? Uh, after we save JFK. Okay, just but as long first, as we got to save John Fitzgerald Kennedy. We, we have to save JFK. JFK. I actually didn't get that as much as you've been portraying it, but there were one or two moments where I was like, all right, that's what Spencer was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the whole show. Diego like is saying. a little bit of a loony. But there were... There was once or twice where I'm like, oh, there it is. That that time <laughs> where he uh, stuttered real bad, that hurt to watch. Like, yep. I felt that so bad. Yep. Big oof. Uh, Spencer, uh, no. The other one. Colin. Hi. You're wrong. Go watch it right now. Really? Yes. Is it good? It is good, dude. Okay, because it looks I- kind of just like, I don't know. Don't like, listen to Silas. Silas it, is wrong. It's, no, it's not listening to Silas. I had an opinion before Silas talked about it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I watched it. I started watching it before either of you guys started watching it. And then I you watched didn't it the day finish it. Because I wasn't liking it. And I was like, wait a minute. Is, was it this cringy in the like first season? No, I did go back and watch season one over time. Was season one cringy sometimes? No. no. I mean, it has that gentle that gentle tinge of a little bit of teenage angst because it's Gerard yep. Way. That's just how he writes. Yeah. And honestly, it's portrayed in the shows adapted from his work. But I mean, they take too much time showing some slow emotional moments. Can, I wish it can feel a bit. It was long trimmed down a little bit, but whatever. Like five is still directorial choices. Yeah. Do you like five? I I like all of the kids, honestly. Which five? Good question. He doesn't know about. I know he doesn't know. I, lo- I also like Klaus, but I'm not liking him in season two. Same. He he's so he's a lot less complex. He's just kind of there. They did dumb him down, but. It yeah. was for comedic effect. I mean, oh, for sure. I and like that I they gave Luther more well. room in season two, even though it's him still being a simp, honestly. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. Th- those sorts of characters are always more interesting for me. Then Klaus is just kind of doing his own thing, and it's interesting, but aside from him and I can't remember the other character's name, the the, the guy in the past. Oh, what's his name? Or- no. The, um, oh, no, Klaus's boyfriend from Vietnam. What was his name? I, don't know. I, don't I can't remember his name. Know. Anyway, like that stuff was interesting, but the rest of it's just he started a cult. <laughs> he started a cult, guys. He started a cult. The cult stuff was funny. It's funny. It's just the same joke over and over again. It kind of got on my nerves. But Ben, I, Ben, I think they kept it short enough that it yeah. wasn't overplayed. I was watching those scenes to watch Ben for the most part. Oh, I love Ben. Ben was. I love his power. Much. Ben was all over the season. I quite liked it. So I don't know if it was better or worse than season one. It was just it's different. More of the same stuff. Yeah, just a different storyline. Like whacked out enough that it's not telling the same story over and over again, like some shows do. They definitely feel back to back. Like that part they got, they nailed. Like you can go right in from the last episode of season yep. one right into season two, yep. and you won't even notice that they have. You know, six month difference. Except and five, that five young looks five a little is bit older. A lot taller. <laughs> yeah, he, he got a bit taller. They had to dress him a little differently to yep. make him look short. 
Well, yeah, because um, it's a kid. He's growing up. So the only thing I have left to say is that it has an incredible cliffhanger ending, and I need more now. Yeah, they did. They did the the emo thing that everybody does. <gasps> uh, back Colin. to Colin. You've been watching anything else? Um. Um. Are you meditating? Um. Yep. Just like the Air Nomads in season three. Um. Legend of Korra. Nice. Good segue. Segway. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was uh, just finished season three of Legend of Korra, and I have to say that I absolutely loved season three because Zaheer, as the main villain, was amazing. So, do you guys know anything about Legend of Korra? <gasps> no. Uh, a little bit. Okay. I watched it when it came out, and I wasn't paying a lot of attention. So, there. Uh, this season actually introduces quite a few new new things. Like uh, more of the Beifong family, uh, the second sister who has like eight kids. Does this have nothing to do with the second sister from Star Wars? No. Dang it. Epic crossover time. Okay, so. <sighs> season Stop. three. Stop! Epic crossover time. Season three was really cool because it brought back the Aeronomads because of what Korra did in season two by opening up the spirit realms. And the Aeronomads. They, like people randomly became air nomads, like or airbenders, because the spirit world got joined back with the human world, and even though like bending is usually like passed down through like generations and stuff, it just started randomly picking people. Like this family of well-known metal benders. Yep. The Beifong family. One of them is an airbender, and I thought that was really cool. And I just love. Uh, the airbenders in general i love how they adapted more to that like my favorite character of all time in avatar now is zaheer the main villain because the first thing that you see is him in a locked cage and the first thing he says is a poem from the air nomad la um guru lahim um lahima i think i think that's how you pronounce his name but it was just so cool because he was talking about how he learned how to levitate um, by, like, letting himself uh, un be untethered from worldly things. And he learned how to fly, and he didn't touch the ground for 40 years because after those 40 years, he died. So the rest of his life, he just didn't touch the ground. And I thought that was so f badass. And so once he said that, he <laughs> escaped his cage and went to go to try to free his other friends. And all these benders are, like, the strongest benders ever. And they they didn't, like, take into account about his airbending because he was never a bender before. This happened because of the spirit realm being joined with the uh, human realm. And he got airbending. So nothing was, like, they didn't take precautions for airbending, which I don't think you can. Air's everywhere. But with waterbending, like the waterbender, she has no arms, but she uses water as like limbs. But you can stop uh, waterbender from waterbending by like making the air dry. And but she's in a volcano, so there's no waterbending. Then there's a lava bender, which is a subcategory to uh, earthbending, like how metal bending is. So a lava bender is in the middle of the ocean, in like a wood island. He gets save and then there's the fire bender who fire bends with her mind which is combustion bending it's like a giant like boom, 
from her forehead. It's just like this, um, this straight line, and then something blows up. And she was in, like, an ice cavern for 13 years. So are you saying The Fifth Element is a prequel or a sequel? <laughs> I think you lost Colin on that one. <sighs> yeah, you did. Classic sci-fi. Oof. Um, I've always been more a thriller, I guess. Yeah. Like, but we gotta yeah, get we gotta get Mia this boy Jovovich. to watch more Star Trek. I don't know if I'll watch Star Trek. But yes, you will. Mia give Jovovich, me give though. give me specific episodes, but I'm not watching the whole thing. Okay, give me episodes give that you, matter. I will give you, like, six episodes per series, and I will pick out three movies, and okay. you will like Star Trek. Okay, that's fine I will me. convert him. I just don't want to, I just don't want to watch stuff that's not, like, Spot important. Or, like, that's not interesting. Because there's fillers that are good. I know. But, like... That's the thing I do love about Star Trek, is it's always, just, for me, it's always balanced the filler episodes, because they're all still really enjoyable to watch. Yep. Because it is very, like... Episodic. I'm surprised I never watched Star Trek. Like I just never did with my dad, even though he watched Star Trek: The Next Generation, yeah. and he's still watching it now on yep. Amazon Prime. Same. Yep. And I just never really watched it. But uh, so Legend of Korra. But Legend of Korra, uh, I I just love the Air Nomads, and because I just always love like the monks and stuff, and I and like they're if Colin wasn't a Christian, he would be a Buddhist. We all know it. Oh, d- for sure. We <laughs> I, prob- I probably would. Anyway. Uh, Where are we going? Uh, Legend of Korra. Is that the end of Legend of Korra? Yep. Legend of Korra is just awesome because I love the Air Nomads. Wow. I would be an Air Nomad if I wasn't in Legend of Korra. Yes. Spencer, have you been watching anything else? Tenet. And that's all he can say without spoilers. Uh, My turn. Um, yeah, don't <laughs> think. Just watch. Not empty your mind. Kind of actually, yeah. Just watch. Just watch it. Don't think about it. Uh, I'm gonna watch it probably five more times before I give it some sort of proper full to watch it thing. You. Yes, you do. But like, probably one of my favorite Nolan movies. The visuals are phenomenally well done, and I find the story far more interesting than a lot of his other ones. Not because I don't like Nolan, but it, the the way that this thing is done is... I, I can't describe it without trying to spoil things, but you won't even understand what the hell I'm talking about. Typical. Go give it your money. Jacob, have you been watching anything else? Uh, not really watching, but I was kicking it old school. Oh. Oh. And I played through... Superman 64. Oh, so close, dude. You're <laughs> this close. Spec Ops The Line. Oh, yeah. I'm, I was close. <laughs> uh... It came out in 2012, which is a year after Call of Duty's Modern Warfare 3. Uh, it's a third-person military shooter. Uh, starts out very, very, very generic in its story. Like, classic desert shooter. Like, wow. Kind of clunky controls. It's kind of frustrating. McClunky. I might not even finish this. It's kind of boring. But Oof. as you play more and more, you're like, something's not right here. And it like just increases more and more and more to eventually portray <coughs> the game's depiction of PTSD. <laughs> and a guy gone crazy. Interesting. Uh, I already knew about some of well I already knew about the twist at the end but it took 
kind of a while to get there. What's going on? Not that I'm aware of. Isn't that a weird, like... I don't... Don't you forget that he has those superpowers sometimes? I, never, I think everybody does to some extent. It's... Superman with his freeze breath. Because you're talking about... Even, he said Superman Nintendo, like, 64, <laughs> and then I thought about... I remember playing... I remember playing Superman Returns the... where he just like flew around everywhere right. and like just saving everything, just yeah. doing whatever. And I was right. like, I remember I always used Freeze Breath for some reason because I was like, Superman like never uses this. I want to use this. Uh, when I was like nine year old me. It's in that theatrical cut, but it's obviously a really janky reshoot shot. I don't want to talk about it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> in Justice League or? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Which I it could be in the it could it could be in the Snyder cut. Like it might not be. You just don't like it, do you? No, I like freeze Wait, breath. Wait, what, what just... powers has this? So he strength, speed, flight, laser eyes, invulnerability, invulnerability. Uh, X-ray vision. Yeah. Yeah, X-ray vision. Oh wait, yeah. super hearing. Wait, have... heightened oh, yeah. senses. Oh yeah, X-ray. Yep, we. Except for we just don't yeah, have freeze don't breath. have freeze breath, and there's no supernova because nobody's gonna acknowledge the supernova thing that's outside supernova. of the new fifty two. It's a new 50 new thing. What's new? Fly so fast that he goes back in time. We don't talk about that. No, that, that's that, pre-crisis. That, 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 we don't talk about that. That yeah, we also don't talk about how he can mold the molecule. He can like change the molecules in his face and mold his face into it. Like a it's pre-crisis. We don't talk about it. That that's Golden Age Superman where he can make his face look different. Which Golden crisis? Age Superman can literally. I mean, he also crisis. On if it's, Earth. Yeah, if okay. it's pre-crisis or post-crisis, it's that's the that's the defining crisis. The other ones are important, but like that's the. Superman just has. I guess always because he's weird. Yeah, I teased earlier. Oh. Nice. Yeah, Superman had basically unlimited capabilities before that. I just could not stop thinking about that, and I Whack. had to like talk to him. Continue. Uh. Gosh, you're so white. Speaking of generic setting, the first level has an airplane clearing level. Oh. They both like hair. like children. Sorry, Jacob. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I bet you want to go to bed. The first level has an airplane clearing section that feels very familiar. I'm pretty sure it was used in Modern Warfare 1 and 3. Yes. I love that level. Yeah. So that kind of felt like a slap in the face to the opposition. So it's like an immediate turnoff. But it is a good story. It took a little long. Uh, it definitely highlights its point in trying to show the horrors of uh, war and especially war crimes. It kind of makes your character commit war crimes. Uh, I cannot state uh, how appreciative and surprised I am that they didn't play the song War, What's It Good For? Uh, because it would have fit. Maybe they played it in the credits, but I skipped the credits. Uh, four possible endings. Uh, despite the clunky gameplay, I played it all on the hardest difficulty available at the start of the game. Once you beat it on that difficulty, you can go back and play it through on an even more difficult setting. But I'm not going to do that. I'm probably just going to uninstall. So, oh. Wow. Wow. What's the game Spec Ops Online. Oh. Spec what did you play it on? <coughs> PC hurt me more I, I mean what oh uh yeah pc oh that was another thing is that the cinematics were 30 frames per second and the <sighs> gameplay was 60 that's rough but i didn't notice a difference not really except the frame rate counter in the top left corner i'm playing minecraft yeah 
Do you want to talk about them? No, no, don't let him talk. We need to, shut up. Talk uh, about no, what? No. <laughs> you're, not, you're not talking about Minecraft. No, I won't. No. No, it's literally just I've been playing Minecraft and building no. a Batcave, like BBS. Nice. I, I that the, is pretty cool. I have the Batman vs Superman, like, Batcave. Like, it's almost He did perfect. this before we, like, properly started hanging out. He's yeah, like, you want to come see my Minecraft world? And then I did, and I went, <laughs> oh my. This thing is awesome. Yes. Yeah, and like, to scale. Yeah, nice. it's, it's scary. I'm still gonna... working on that, like, the armory, because with armor stands, you can, like, have them hold stuff, and so I'm making it look like there's a gun sitting there, like how it yep. is in yep. BVS. I looked through all the pictures and everything. You got cool. Robin's suit, Batman's yeah. suit, nice. the door what is actually where it's supposed to be. He I had an argument with him on where the main door was. <laughs> we, did, we did have an argument about door placement. I was right. Yes, you were. Dork, dork's st- arguing about doors. But we <laughs> don't know where that orange room is, though. Dork's the orange room or the red room? It's orange. Red room! Red room! It's orange. It's like clementine. It's acacia wood orange. That's it's not red. It's Wait orange. a minute. Who's acacia? You mean the ones that's like surround, like the... It's like tri- It's like triangle. It's like the walls go like Are up. you talking about the one that... Are you talking about the... It's the, it's the, the, one the, the trophy garage. room in Justice League. I have blocked out basically <clears throat> all footage of that That movie. was like the only good part of that. Again, I have blocked out basically everything. In the that in that movie, they literally cut in the same quote unquote same scene. They have them in the Batcave, and they also have them in Bruce Wayne's warehouse. Yeah. And they say it's the same place. It's not. I do not respect that movie. Thus, I have blocked it all out. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that when we get okay. to the real movie. But besides that, I'm talking about the orange room. You know, what I'm talking about the trophy room, where like Wonder Woman like fixes his shoulder for him. Uh, no, because that's a reshoot room. But it's still a good room to have. Like, it's surprisingly, out of all things, that fits him. Kind of. Like I said, I've forgotten most of it. I vaguely anyway. remember what you're talking about. I remember that she has a different outfit in that scene and that that yeah, was added in reshoots. That's the only thing I can remember about that. Um, but and like, he very much so looks like he got squeezed into that suit. Oh, yeah. He was drunk that day. Uh-huh. But that, uh, but that room, you don't know where it is, so, like, I couldn't yep. really pinpoint. And then same with the bathroom. I don't really know what that is. So you mean I'm the, the good 10-second shot we have of Ben Affleck's ass? Oh, I'm definitely making that bathroom. <laughs> I'm just going to have to figure out what the toilet looks like in the sink. It's probably going to be super minimalist. He is insane. It's it's great. It's definitely minimalist, like, bare, uh, bare ass, you know? Just like his ass All right. in that scene. All right. That's, that's 100% why that movie got an R rating. Um, that's great. So I can counter your Spec Ops the line. Oh. I have been playing um, Arkham Origins to keep it on Batman topic. Wow. Because I can't not talk about Batman. I don't really like that game. I love that game. He looks like he has boobs. Like his... Why so do chef- we, Colin. That's different. That like That's <laughs> natural. But like his, his armor plating looks like actual like boobs. Like why... So I tried reinstalling that uh, six months ago and playing through it, and I couldn't handle the ultra fuzzy graphics. I don't know what it was. I actually I did look into everything how that works. up, and like the doors looked overgrown with moss. Yeah. Like, so the ugh. the the aside from the fact that it wasn't very well optimized, which I for me is my biggest problem with it is. I enjoy the physical style. I like the shift in uh, color palette and tone. And also, Batman at Christmas is perfection. Right. I love Batman at Christmas. That's, like, one thing I did like about Origins. And Noel. And Batman Returns. Uh, Also true. I'm sure I have another Uh, example. Suicide Squad. What? 
Batman in that oh, scene. Yeah, yeah. There is some yeah. snow. That is true. And it was around Christmas time. They were getting Christmas presents. That is true. Anywho, um, <laughs> I I really like lots of the things about this game. Uh, but yeah, the technical stuff seems to be where it's lacking for the most part. Is extremely. It, yeah, it's not super well optimized. It's not broken, but it's not optimized super well. And the graphical downgrade from City isn't bad, but it's kind of obvious that they didn't have as much horsepower to put into it. Someone uh, please make a mod. Oh, there definitely are. Uh, but it's been yeah it's it's obviously mo like 80 percent reused assets from uh city in terms of uh like the physical city and the texturing and stuff yep um and another good reason to set it at christmas because then you can put snow over it and it looks different yep which does make it actually harder to navigate the world because it's a little harder to spot like uh, landmarks and stuff right for me but I really, I, I love the story itself. I mean, we live in New England. You're not used to spotting landmarks with snow on them. Also true. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um, but, like, I, I really like the physical style. I like the tone. I like the weird Christmas vibe going up against Batman's an absolute asshole. And, like, he friggin' yells at Alfred multiple times, like, kind of constantly. Yeah. He yells out, I'm an asshole? No. Like, no, oh. he just yells at Alfred, like, all the time. Uh... Just the fact that it's about him learning that he needs to, like, help Pete like he needs people he can't just do it by himself just that sort of stuff is really nice I like the really twisted romance of Batman and Joker I think they did that really well it doesn't need to go over the same story beats over and over and over again but I just mm. some of that stuff and the different voice actors uh, I, I kind of actually prefer the voice of uh, Batman over Kevin Conroy sometimes don't don't at me. Not in terms of the voice itself, but in his performance, it has more to it. Kevin Conroy in the Arkham games, uh, Knight excluded, can be a little flat. The lines are great. He's great, but uh, Roger uh, Robert is it Roger? It's Roger Craig Smith, I believe, um, who did Batman in Origins, is dynamic as hell. Like yeah. he goes full out, and I love it. See, um, I I can. I don't really have a huge bias for Kevin Conroy. Like, I like him as Batman, and I love him as the voice, but it's not like, Kevin Conroy! I need only Kevin Conroy! I mean, if you're going to do Mark Hamill, you have to have Kevin Conroy on the other yeah. end. You can't mix them. Oh, no, of course. Your Dr. Doofenshmirtz voice is way out of place there. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, right. yeah, there's definitely some technical night. problems, and some of the bosses are not great. And then other ones are really good, but... I, I really, really like this game. It's so good. The detective elements are even more played up, and it's snowy. No, I do like that. I but in terms of that. the... Uh, the, So you were talking about like the in-game graphics were still fuzzy for you? Yep. I haven't had that problem. What are you running it on? PC. Huh. That might be why. I didn't... I don't Maybe it's know. a port. It might be. Um, obviously nothing on Knight's port. That thing is still a nightmare. Um, yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, so I know the... I actually like the fact that they have the cinematic uh, cutscenes, which are very obviously pre-rendered, and they have that, I want to say, like, checkerboarding texture over them. Yep. Because it helps preserve... It helps bring up the quality, so you can't actually tell when it's lacking. So right. it looks impeccable to this day. And then you have the the actual gameplay, and then you have the in-engine rendered cutscenes, which still look pretty good. But... There's there it could have used another layer of texturing for sure, but my gut says that it couldn't like physically handle it with all the new stuff that they were doing or whatever. There's probably a reason why it wasn't as polished as it could have been. 
I like it a lot. Wow. It's better than Night and City. So... Don't at me. As a tiebreaker, I saw the first episode of The Boys Season 2 today. You just gotta win, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing else that I've done. Have you? I, we couldn't leave it no. as a tie. <laughs> we could have left it as a bow tie. Get out of my room. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, the Boys is great. I can't wait to watch more, and I'm disappointed that it's weekly release. Shame. Yep. Uh, so... Do we have? Does anyone have any final thoughts or points? Spencer and Colin had a sleepover last night to try to cram Swamp Thing at, because that was supposed to be our main topic this week. And we failed. Yeah, they fell asleep at roughly three thirty in the morning. I had a wedding, and, and they were only halfway through the show. So maybe next week. Definitely but next week. That's why we've been so ramblomatic. I won't care. Tonight. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. Yeah, we'll be doing that next week. Uh, I have one really nice note of housekeeping, but before that, do you guys have anything? Um, I'm actually all set. Neato. Housekeeping, yeah, I got which is officially the last segment of the show as of last week. We, we did make that decision without you. We're going to have a little housekeeping section section at the end. Um, to plug socials and or have housekeeping updates, like the fact that we now have a website. What? You go to dimecomicbros.podbean.com. We have a little website. It's nothing crazy, but it's a good place. It holds all of our podcasts as well as some information. We got a little about page. You can find links to our social medias, of which you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And you won't find me. Nope, it's it's basically all me. I'm a boomer. Yep. Uh, you can also send us an email at dimecomicbros at gmail.com. Send us a meme, send us a complaint, hate mail, anything. Just interact with us, please. Um, and we are available on Spotify and YouTube. I think we did get a hate mail. <gasps> what? Let me see. Uh, what? I want to hear what? hate mail. I just checked it earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't. <laughs> I... What? What? <laughs> I'm so happy. We got hate mail, and I'm so happy. Uh, I believe it was episode four. No, it would be five. Was it five? I believe so. Okay, four or five. Last one we were together. Uh, I spat out uh, my best impersonation of, Come on, son! And Colin didn't understand what I was referring to. So today's hate mail <laughs> comes in from a family member, to be honest. Uh, I cannot believe Colin doesn't understand the psych reference crying emoji. Come on, shut! You other two should culture him. I would like to volunteer <laughs> myself to culture Colin. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Apparently, Colin has not seen the TV show Psych. Oh, no, he definitely hasn't. I'm a You'd little bit it. jealous. Why? Because my household has binged the ever loving shit out of it, and it doesn't look like it will be ending anytime soon. Because of that, we now have a place in our Gmail where we can send hate mail. Which yes. is going to be 90% of it. And because I don't want to delete it, I just want to keep it because I think it's funny. We're going to archive it forever. Yes, sir. Thank you, Caleb, for sending in our first official email from a listener. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you guys, whether you're listening on Spotify or YouTube, 
do the the things that make the algorithm happy. You know what it is. Yeah. We refuse to say it because it pisses me off when I watch other stuff and they Please say like, it. comment, and no, subscribe. No, don't <laughs> say it. Follow I'm us on Spotify. Don't cut it out. We're not saying those things. We, you you know what to do. Apparently, if you say that, it actually <laughs> helps. It, it does. What? You just yes, actually, you people just do it. You people just, know what to do. Yeah, but no, it, it they, actually, people forget. Like, yeah. all the time. People you just say, forget. like, comment, follow. Just do it at the end or, like, smack dab in the middle when nobody really cares. Yeah. Just don't be like, ha, listen, just, just say it and get it over D with. Don't say it like, you should. Just say, if you liked it, like, comment, follow. See yeah. you guys later. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that is all I have for housekeeping. So go visit our website. Give us many clicks, please. And uh, we'll be back next week to actually discuss the 2019 Swamp Thing TV series. Yes, sir, we will. Uh, yeah, I think we're done. Yep. Thanks we, for listening. Are we, are we done? Have a good night. Or morning, or whenever you're have listening. Have a nice poop. Mm. Whatever you're doing. It is important that you have a healthy-sized poop during the day. At least one, if not two. Make sure to consume fiber. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, if things aren't flowing regularly... Uh, Sometimes mint tea, your mint tea can help. <laughs> Mint tea. Yeah, my uh, my mother-in-law told me that. Huh. Yeah. I understand that sugar-free chocolates usually do the trick. Yeah, or like dark chocolate? Or jelly beans. I don't know. I think it's the artificial sweetener in it that just makes things uh, run better. They just flow out of the bottle. Yep. Yep. Right. yep. Just slides right out. Nice. There's nothing All right. left on my... Three, two, one. Did you add more? <laughs> Sorry. Stop with the chittering. All right, we are recording. <laughs> <coughs> You're going to have to cut that, obviously. <coughs> I hated Lighthouse, but we've already covered that. Bro, I love Lighthouse. Yeah, so does... An your yes. boyfriend here. <laughs> Was that don't touch me, asshole, or don't touch my asshole? Ooh, good question. Sit down, thickums. Okay, where we? I gotta talk about the Schumacher cut on air. I know, I know. Give me a shot. I was figuring I'd just salvage it. Okay, nice. And it's like go. Blocking the light, and like, what is that? Jacob is playing with a like three strands of his hair right now, and it's really weird. That sounds like a good opener joke. <laughs> All right. Um, so if that's the end, I've got cuttable <laughs> comments here. Is that the end? Yes. All right.